You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. When we jump into the second chapter of Moed Katan, we're going to come across two parallel issues. One is the question of financial loss. So to what extent we're prepared to work on the intermediate days of the festival in order to avoid financial loss. And the second is the question of mourning. To what extent we can carry out different activities when worse after we after a, a relative has has died. And the Mishnah or the Gemara is going to the Mishnah is going to mention both issues. And the Gemara is actually going to connect them up. And some of the halachot about mourning are actually, well, most of the halachot about mourning in the Talmud are actually learned in the tractate of Moed Katan. And the, the, the connection between the festival and the avalut, between mourning and, and festivities, is, the festivity is obscure. It, it's not quite clear to me why the Gemara wants to bring these together. It's as if we're bringing together two opposite two opposite poles but anyway let's let's look at the we'll look let's look at the three mishnayot today and we'll see the connections and maybe as we go through the masachet it'll become clearer as to why the mishnah brings these topics together someone who'd turned over his olives so people would put olives in a sack or a storage area to um nowadays you actually do it with salt although i th- i think for olive oil perhaps not with salt you put you pick them you put them to mature and then you turn them over before pressing them so this is someone who's halfway through the process of curing the olives prior to pressing them amisha fakhetze tough so someone's turned over his olives or evel or ones and something happens that's beyond his control. Um, the Mishnah says, Evel or Ones, mourning or some circumstance beyond his control. Something happens he can't control. Or Shehituhu, or maybe people misled him. Some versions of the Mishnah actually have the word workers here. Or Shehituhu Poalim. The printed versions mainly have the word workers, although the Kaufman manuscript does not have the word workers. It doesn't make much difference, actually. Somehow he was misled. Somehow he got into a situation where he can't continue um, pressing his olives for reasons completely out of his control. And this is a financial... This, this is, olives are incredibly valuable um, crops. And to be halfway through, to be get through the harvest, and then to have the pressing process arrested is a financial disaster it means effectively one's going to lose the monetary value of the crop and the rabbis aren't going to allow us to do that and rabbi Yudan and rabbi yossi have different suggestions the halacha actually goes to rabbi goes according to rabbi yossi but we're going to hear first from rabbi Yudan. rabbi Yudan says he puts on the first beam, or he puts on a beam at first. It's not, it, the Mishnah could be read either way. So he's going to 
put these olives on a press and he's going to put a beam on. It seems as though putting this heavy beam on top of the press is going to start the flow of the olive oil. And then he's going to leave it until after the festival. In other words, he's going to start the pressing process, but he's actually going to, he's not going to finish it off until after the festival. Divrei Rabbi Yudah. This is Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Zolef, Vegomer, Vekaf, Kadarko. Rabbi Yossi says, he pours it out, he finishes it, he corks it, just in the usual way. In other words, once you started something on Cholam you're going to finish it. And the same is going to apply to wine. We're going to have a parallel Mishnah discussing the question of wine. In this case, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yudah are reversed in a sense. I mean, they have the same opinion as they held in the previous Mishnah, but Rabbi Yossi is going to come first. But you'll see that the language of the Mishnah is almost identical. V'chein. Similarly, someone who had his wine in the pit. So this is someone who's thrown his grapes into the press and he started to press them and the wine is dripping out of the press. Um, drip has, is dripping out of the press from the bottom of the press into a system. This is a special, this is going to be a special wine system. Not going to be a general system. The Hebrew is bore, but this is clearly a, a system that's designated for wine. Someone had his wine in a system. And the same language, the ero evel or ones, or shehituhu poalim, or maybe some he mourning or some circumstance beyond his control befell him, or someone misled him. Maybe these are the workers who misled him. Again, the word workers does not appear. In the Kaufman manuscript. Zolefe Gomer Vegafkadarko, exactly the same word, Rabbi Yossi's expression. He pours it out, he finishes it, he corks it up in the usual way. Divre Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says you finish it off on Cholowamwe. And the Gemara learns from this, by the way, that this is something that you would not do as a mourner. So we're learning what you can do on Cholamwe, but at the same time, we're learning what you wouldn't do as a mourner. As a mourner, you're going to sit back and you're going to refrain from your usual activities. You're not going to, um, this is someone in, in their seven days, right? In your seven days, you're not going to carry out these activities. Rabbi Yudal Mer, remember Rabbi Yudal in the previous mission, it was all for a quick fix. Rabbi Yudal Mer, Oselo Limudim, Rabbi Yudah says he makes limudim. Now, limudim seem to be some kind of boards that lay on top of one another. They're, Jastro translates them as shingles. Shingles are overlapping boards. Seems that we're going to make some kind of wooden cover for this cistern that's got the wine in it. So Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Oselo limudim. Rabbi Yudah says he makes these shingle boards for it, for the cistern. So it won't, it won't turn into vinegar. So we're going to take care of our wine in some way. We're going to avoid financial loss, but not to the extent that we would avoid it according to Rabbi Yossi. Although the halacha goes according to Rabbi Yossi. And along the same lines, someone can bring his produce in for fear of thieves. So again, we wouldn't normally bring our produce in on Cholam 
because that really is professional work. We're avoiding professional work, but we have a lot of a loss. We have a severe financial loss if the thieves plunder our orchard right at the end of the harvest time. Remember, we could be at, we could be around Sukkot, so you know everything could be on the trees at this point. Similarly, and you can pull your flax out of the, the Mishra. The Mishra seems to be the, the liquid which the flax is steeping in. It's, it's translated by Kahati actually as the steep. Mishra is a word that actually appears in Tanakh. It's in, um, it's in the Sefer Bamidbar, but in the context of grapes, which are sort of steeping, um, the, the, the remains of the grapes are steeping in the wine press. This is something that it's part of wine manufacture, actually. The, the fact that wine is red is to do with the fact that we let the skins sit in the juice for a little bit before we kind of take the juice out. If we take the skins out straight away, we're going to get white wine. If we leave them in for a few minutes, we'll get rosé. If we leave them in for a long time, we get red. This is the steep, which is referred to in um, in Bamidbar, actually in the context of the Nazir. But here we, we seem to be steeping the flax. And if the flax is left in too long, then it ruins. And again, when, we, when the rabbis are not going to involve us in severe financial loss. So a person can bring his produce in for fear of thieves. And can pull his flax out of the steep so it doesn't spoil. But there's a condition. But we only do this providing he doesn't actually intend to do this on the moed. So the first two examples were circumstances beyond his control. Something happened, something let him down, a relative, his father died, a relative died, he's in mourning. Something happened. And if something happens, the rabbis will let us avoid loss. But if we organize our work in order to carry out work on Cholomoed, this is this is beyond the boundary. Because remember, we, we began this Masachet by learning that to a certain extent, Cholam Oed is a festival. And in principle, we don't work on it. The rabbis, fine, the rabbis will tell us what work we do and what we don't do. But in principle, Cholam Oed is a festival. So, as long as he doesn't intend to do, or he doesn't plan to do this work on the Moed, and all those who intend to do their work on a festival must leave it to spoil. If you do your work on a festival, it's you leave it to spoil. You cannot set out without intention. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.